0: This is the Timber and Steel podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learned something. It's not recording. I pushed record this time. Here well, we
1: are. let's try to remember what we talked about.
0: Um... All right. Well, we, I think we started with me saying hello, everyone. Good morning. Good,
1: oh, is it morning? I, I think you need to be less specific.
0: All right, let's try that again. Welcome back. Hi, I'm here with my lovely wife at this time instead of instead of Jenny. Um, <laughs> Jenny Jenny had the week off. We we gave her I gave her the week off of the podcast, and because uh, we were going to talk about something. So I'm joined mm-hmm. again by my wonderful wife. Here Bridget. I am. I
1: set up this microphone that I'm supposed to talk into the side of. I already don't like what I've done.
0: Yeah, you've set it up so you I can't, can't see you. you can't see me. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's, you gonna, sound great.
1: I'm going to continue adjusting. You know what I I uh I'm one of the three people that listens to this podcast and
0: I right, so there's you, me, and Jenny. Uh, and Jenny. Are <laughs> we're we're that
1: it? self-absorbed? There you go. Here we go. Uh and then um
0: Jenny, Jenny has a friend on the East Coast that I know listens cuz she sent a oh, message. Um that's and awesome. Y- it was actually, your audio was better.
1: It was better the other way. The other way. But then I was looking through the top yeah. of this thing at your face through yeah. a very small pinhole. Yeah. Are we Are cutting this out? We should cut this
0: out. No. <laughs> Whatever's in the show is what on the show. What I was going
1: to say was, I listened to this podcast and um, the volume has to be turned all the way up and I still can't hear it. That's how quiet we are. But it feels like I'm yelling. Yeah. And now it feels like I'm slobbering because I had a cavity that i had put in a long uh, filled a long time ago fall out last week and i got that fixed this morning so
0: so the, the left side <laughs> of your face is like an inch lower than it's the right a side of your little bells palsy you're, you're a little droopy
1: i'm droopy and drooly yeah sorry about all the mouth noises future
0: bridget <laughs> yeah. So the reason that you're here. <laughs>
1: Why am I here?
0: <laughs> we and we've recorded, well, we we've had this conversation once already a couple days ago.
1: I'm not going to remember
0: any of that. Um but then I forgot to push the record button properly. Mm-hmm. So Did
1: you double check that?
0: Yeah, yeah. We're right. good. We're good. You coach our teens CrossFit program. We call Forge. Um, and I have coached some young ladies that play softball in through some CrossFit type training. And so we have some experience with working with the youths.
1: Ah, The youths of today. Um,
0: and so I thought we'd uh, have a conversation about training youth and why it's important that they work out at all and all of that sort of stuff. So let's just start laying the foundation Here, like I, I feel like we have two camps of kids. There's probably nuance in between these two camps, and where they kind of overlap a little bit. But you have the kids that uh, we'll call them indoor kids. They, you know, they don't play sports. They like books and video games and. All of, all of the things that keep them indoors and the idea of going outside and running around and having adventures is like, no, not their thing. And then you've got the kids on the other side. They're, they're probably in sports. They play multiple sports. They maybe have a, one sport that they love. They want to play more of and they want to play it all the time. And yeah, keeping them, like getting them to go outside is easy. They, they love being out there. So we have these two camps of...
1: Are you describing both of our children right now? <laughs>
0: It it so happens that we have we have kids like that. We have
1: one of one of each of those.
0: So why is it important for both of those? Why would either of those, both of those, um, groups of of kids be interested in in training? Why is it important for them?
1: Every time you ask a question, I feel like there's a right and wrong answer. Oh yeah, yeah, there is definitely. (laughs) Definitely, I have a I have
0: no, I have an opinion for sure. But I like I brought you here because. You, well, because I like having conversations here's, with you. Here's
1: what's hard about doing this the second time around. Um It's the second time around, and I don't remember what I said last time. That's fine. So There's no good.
0: record of what you said, so you could make you up know something one knows new.
1: No what was said. Well, lots of different reasons. Um But one of them is just being able to move well. Just because you play sports doesn't mean that you move well. So being able to be in a controlled environment where we're thinking about what that looks like? Can we get through some full ranges of motion? Do we have body control? Um, we talked about this. We talk about this a lot. Of you know, when you're that young, your body changes all the time. You're in a new body every week. <laughs> yes,
0: that, <laughs> that's that growth spurts that so, <laughs> are just never ending from <laughs> nine to seventeen.
1: It's wild. It's so wild. Um, so some of us just that. How can you learn to move your body in a way that is safe? where you can kind of start pushing some of those boundaries but in a safe way so that you can go and do things like sport you know and if <laughs> we're that for those kids that all of their adventures are inside of a book um I'm thinking a little bit more about posture right these kids come in maybe they're used to reading all the time or they're on their tablets all the time or whatever that looks like and their shoulders are slumped forward already mm-hmm. already at like 9 10 years old so some of it's just for me anyway thinking long term how can we start talking to kids about taking care of their bodies Yeah, there we go. and having some body autonomy in a way that is positive because they're definitely going into that age where they're going to stop listening to their parents. Yeah. They're going to stop listening to authority around these things until mm-hmm. something happens. When they're old enough, they start caring. Right. Yeah. How many times have you talked to someone about like, what of squats so we can get on and off the toilet for our <laughs> whole lives? And they just kind of roll their eyes at you a little about bit. Every one of them. Everyone under the age of 30. Now 30, you start thinking about, oh, yeah. I sat down on the couch and I, it hurt a little. Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe, yeah.
1: (laughs) I had a long car ride and now everything hurts a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So I think that those, those indoor kids, they're great. I was, I was, ha- I, w- I kind of spanned the uh, both groups as, as a, as a young person.
1: I think you still are as an adult. Yeah, like, you play hard, you work hard, and then when you want to be like, this is my downtime. It's down, downtime. <laughs> like, I want to watch a whole movie. I'm gonna the sink, lights.
0: sink into the couch yep. farther than any person has ever sunk yeah. into a couch before. Yeah, um, but those indoor c- like movement are our bodies are designed to move. Some kids just don't, like they don't latch onto that. They don't love that. They don't like the competitive aspect of of sports. They don't excel at those sorts of things. Their coordination just doesn't come quickly to them. But it's things that knowing how to do those things is going to help them navigate the world better as they age, as they grow, as they experience more of life. And we want them to be, open and available to experience life as much of it as they can. Um, I think just being able to thrive and in whatever environment that they're in, it makes, makes them a little bit more adaptable, more resilient. So it's important they they get that language of movement and build that capacity to be able to do something. I mean, maybe you get your indoor kid, your indoor boy finds a finds a a person they wanna date when they're older and that person was an outdoor person and they wanna go on a hike. Like it's not going to go. It's like well. not going to go well. Uh, so, personal you know, experience. Simple, simple things like that. Anyway. Um, So it's just, so it's important in, for that aspect. I think that it also kind of, like you were talking like some of it is just postural stuff. Like they come in maybe just because they spend a lot of their time sitting and hunched over. Like they've already started developing these bad habits, which then over time will lead to back pain and, various other things, but also I think trying to correct those things structurally, but also like the mental side of that, building confidence where they maybe have not thrived in some athletic exercise sorts of things, putting them in an environment where they can be successful, where they can show themselves that they can do things they didn't think they could do, can kind of change the mental side of that. That's playing a role in that poor posture and how For they sure. carry themselves. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know if you've ever had this conversation. Um, we have a lot of females in our gym. Um, but this conversation around like, why is it that people treat you so differently, you know, when you lose 20 pounds or whatever, when it's just unfair that people look at you in that way. But I think the part that we don't remember is we carry ourselves differently. Mm-hmm. So you have these kids that come in here and their shoulders are slumped. I've got at least one kid that will like kind of just not really look at me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's kind of like, uh, you know, head down, looking up through her eyebrows at me. Um, just does not, if I saw her on the street, I would say that that kid is not very confident and I know, and you know, from being a kid, those are the kids that get picked on. Yeah. Those are the kids that don't get picked to do fun things. And it's not because they aren't capable. They probably could, but they don't know that they can. So part of it is that can we yeah. increase confidence because they've come in and they've tried it in an environment where it's safe to do so. Yeah. And as, but by safe, I mean not just physically safe, but emotionally safe. Yeah. Can you come in here with, I mean, it takes time, but an adult that you trust and then you start kind of, you know, trusting the other kids around you. Like yeah. that's huge, mm-hmm. huge. And they can go back out into the world and have this just a little bit more confidence because they know more of what they're capable yeah. of.
0: And I juxtapose that, I think, with what the, the I mean, I've, it's been a minute since I've been in a school and been to a PE class. But where if there's any sort of competition, like there's the athletic people that are yeah. destroying everyone else in dodgeball or whatever, or the, you know, whatever physical challenges there might be, you know, there are people that excel and the people that, like, are, you know, don't do well. And it isn't always when you're the kid that isn't doing as well it's not the most encouraging environment. You've just got all the other kids kind of snickering at you in the corner. I mean, kids are just absolutely cruel. So creating a space for kids to improve and to work on those things and to fail, because if you're not failing, you're not really trying. And so allowing them to try things they're not good at to fail in an environment where not only is the coach gonna be encouraging and, and you will know, pick help pick them back up and so they can keep going, but the other athletes there are like the same in like that that encouragement and that celebrating of trying is part of the culture. Wow. And uh, I think that's that's super huge. What about that other group of the outdoor kids, the the athletes? Uh, the outdoor kids. Are why is not... it important for them to like <laughs> not just do their sport? Why why would they want to be doing it, some other training? Well,
1: lots of reasons. Sometimes they just need to lo- reined in a little bit, right? They're willing to try anything, but maybe to their own detriment, right? Okay. Let's not just right out the gate jump off this giant box when we've never tried it before. So, <laughs> like again, controlling that environment a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we see a lot, especially if somebody found a sport they loved early and then they just dialed in at that one sport, you see a lot of overuse injuries. You see a lot of muscular imbalances. Mm -hmm. They might be really good at their sport, but they are not a well rounded athlete. They're not, um, their fitness is not well rounded. And I think that's something that I didn't ever, it never occurred to me growing up. I was that indoor kid. I didn't have any skills. I'm very uncoordinated. I saw people playing multiple sports, and I'm like, "Well, they just must be an athlete. That's how life is. You you are born and you are an athlete, or you are not. Like in my brain, that must be how it works, mm-hmm. because I'm not an athlete. And yeah. here are these kids doing all these things, and now as an adult, seeing some of these kids that come in, and they've played all the sports, and then you try to get them to squat to depth, and they fall over. Yeah, no motor control. It's something that they've never tried to do before. Yeah, which is. Sad. <laughs> yeah.
0: So if if we go back to some of the like foundational kind of ideas that were put forth in, in CrossFit, there is this uh higher what is it, uh hypothetical or mm, I don't know. Uh hierarchy of, of an athlete. Um yeah. and it starts at the base of the nutrition. And then it moves up through some other things and at the final the very top is is sport yeah. and what we see is that so this is shaped like a pyramid right and the top of a pyramid can't be, as, can't be without the rest. without the rest of it yeah. and like the taller the pyramid wants to be the wider the base yeah. has to be so if you're athlete, student athlete wants to get to the best of the best of the best and they ha- don't have a solid wide base of fitness, they're not going to be able to get there. They're not going to be able to get as, be as good at their sport as they would want to be or they, that they could be um, because all they're doing is doing the same few things over and over and over again. And like Bridget just said, we've seen great student athletes come in and we ask them to do a simple air squat where they squat down and get their hips below the height of their knee and they can't do it. They just fall over on the ground. They lack all motor control, which is like just be we use motor control because it is controlling your, your motor skills, your fine motor skills, your gross motor skills through, but it's basically moving your body through a range of motion and being able to do so, um, through that full range of mo- motion, just uh, having the strength and control of that strength through that range of motion. And so kids just, they they lack that. And the more that we can expose them to different things and get them good at these different things, it's going to make them more robust as an athlete. It's going to allow them to excel at more sports. They will pick up sports faster mm-hmm. because they will know how to move their body and what the patterns that the body is supposed to There's move.
1: so many patterns. How mm. many times have you seen our kids are still relatively young? They're nine and five. How many times have you seen them pick up on a pattern and they just light up?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're young enough, they get excited about that. Teens don't get excited, maybe, about <laughs> that. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, it really is most things we do in here. If this, then this. This is the same as this. I see it even in my adults. Hey, guys, when you're doing this, you're moving your hips in the same way you do for this. And something finally clicks, and it makes it so much easier to go, oh, I've been here before. My hips have been in this position before. I know where to go. And I think that's definitely true with sport. Like, oh, okay. Maybe I've never played this sport before, and I think that's the magic, right? Yeah. Maybe you're naturally, genetically an athlete. Maybe. But if you can pick up all those patterns and your brain can get your body to do that thing. You're going to be a better
0: athlete. Learning how to better. change direction quickly, learning how to generate oh, power and be yeah. explosive. Like those sorts of things transfer to all almost all sports and like a lot of people can muddle through that, but you can go up to the highest level of sport and see people that are on the tip of the spear like doing the NFL combine or playing, you know, professional basketball and watching them cut on the basketball court or jump and you see their jumping mechanics and you're like, Oh my my goodness, goodness. (laughs) that those (laughs) knees are caving in. Um, that person is like their glutes are not engaged in this jump at all. Imagine and they're and they're still playing at that level. Imagine what they would be able to do if someone had taught them how to jump properly as a young person. Yeah, And, um, And they kept that. And then you see the number of people that have knee braces on while they play sports or whatnot. It's, it's not always because of poor mechanics, but it's often because of poor mechanics or imbalances. Like the joints aren't strong all the way around the front and the backside of the joints and all the muscles are equally working together to support those joints. Cause when they're, you're doing at athletics, like there's so much demand, there's so much force in all different directions on those joints. And if you're not strengthening those and the muscles around those, then no wonder you're going to blow out a knee or a, yeah. an ankle or a shoulder. Blow out a shoulder. Yeah. I
1: don't know uh, if I've ever heard anyone saying that, but yeah. Blow um, out. It I looked it up because I knew I'd mess up the order. So this, yeah. this uh, pyramid, the yeah. base is nutrition, yep. which is uh, bad news, everyone. We're not doing well with that as Oof. a country truth then metabolic conditioning so if you can't get your heart rate up high and control yourself you're not going to do well with these other things gymnastics then your weightlifting and your throwing then sport
0: yeah the gymnastics just means body control being able yeah, to move your ups, body
1: push-ups can you move your body
0: can you yeah move your body then can you move your body and an external load which you call throwing and weightlifting, and then yeah, use those things for training, and then at the very top, then we put on the sprinkle on those sport-specific skills like yeah. throwing a specific ball to a specific place, yeah. or like shooting a basketball or throwing a baseball, both or or do you have a hand-eye coordination but...
1: to have a soccer ball thrown at you at 100 kilometers? An hour? Oh yeah, is that what we watched last yeah. night? That was incredible. Well, yeah. someone's
0: gonna get hurt. Yeah, this guy was uh, trying to demonstrate uh, his excellent. Don't try this at home. His, his excellent first touch, which is like when the ball is kicked at you, like how much control can you demonstrate if it's coming at you, and then at like at what speed can you handle that? And anyway, but yeah, All they basically put a ball into one of those spinny wheel things like you see at the like a um, a batting cage yeah yeah but except for it it was a soccer ball and they got it up to like 102 kilometers an hour which is right around 50 miles an hour that uh yeah soccer balls flying at this guy and and he was able to basically like stick his foot out and get it under control so he had to like yeah get it under control and juggle it a couple times and uh, yeah, without a touch ground. But watching
1: that adaptation, because I assume that's a lot faster yeah. than he's ever tried to manage in real life yeah, in yeah. the sport, but watching him adjust in real time because they started it a lot lower yeah. and then sped it up by, you know, 10 kilometers an hour or something like that. Just, it's interesting to watch that at a high level. This is how someone's brain adapts to this. Yeah. Okay. it took a few tries. Okay. Yeah. I see what I need to do now. And this yeah. is, I need to lift my leg at this point or it's going to be too late. Yeah. Yeah.
0: watching someone's athleticism like happen right in yeah, front of you yeah in was, real time that watching that happen cool. was, was yeah. pretty great um okay so we've got these two camps it's important for both of them and we talked about a lot of different reasons there's probably more reasons than the just the ones that we uh, mentioned we did not talk a lot about uh injury prevention and and stuff with we talked, kind of touched on a little bit with the athletes because but I think there's probably more that could be said there but that's that's important um what are some ways that um, that we train here for our like? What's the purpose of so we have these two different groups, right? They are obviously they're potentially in the same class. Yeah. yeah. So how do what does the training look like for um, so our our teens program is from what thirteen to seventeen, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and then seventeen is really right on the cusp of could be in an adult class with everyone else, you know, yeah. if they wanted to, and so. Um, I actually had a pretty big gap here recently where I have, here's this person that's really never played sports. They're definitely an inside kid. They're shorter in stature, Mm -hmm. you know, like a five foot athlete and, um, very much in that awkward, still growing phase. And then one of my other athletes that's been weightlifting for like three years and is on that older, you Mm -hmm. know, 17 years old, works a job, has to pay their own bills, like has a lot more responsibility Mm -hmm. and I think that makes a difference too. Um but has plates words understands how to move her body a little differently and so that means maybe I can load her differently right she mm-hmm. already knows how to lift weights mm-hmm. she's not she's not af- afraid or um, intimidated by that mm-hmm. whereas in maybe this other athlete we're gonna stick with that PDZ pipe for a long time mm-hmm. or we're gonna stick yeah. with some lighter dumbbells for a long time because I do want to load them and I think that's appropriate but, We have to be able to scale back to where that athlete is in their training age. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are seven-year-olds that are professional Olympic weightlifters. Mm -hmm. So it's not about their age, what their training age. Have they done this before? And then I can see in real time because I have eyes on them, whether they actually move well or not. Athlete or not. Do they move well and can they control this? So we have really small classes. You know, with these youth, I think our largest class, we've taken on teams. So we'll take an entire team, 12 people. Uh,
0: yeah, we, I guess I forgot to mention that up front. We've we yeah. do have coach several a few volleyball teams yes. during their off season. I think.
1: Yeah, uh, supplemental stuff. Can we keep yeah. them strong? Can we keep that metabolic conditioning in a good place so they don't just come in to their games and they're they're trash already? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just meeting the athlete where they're at. We have a plan. This is what the workout's going to be, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's you know can we play games? Do I have enough people to play a game? Yeah. We wear our bodies in a way that we kind of forget because we're having fun. Um, And then working on something that's a skill they can develop, and get stronger at.
0: Yeah. And I think for the most part, it's going back to the the basics of the fundamentals of the movements. Let's teach you how to squat and get you squatting over and over and over and over again. Let's teach you how to deadlift and deadlift over and over and over again. Maybe we're not deadlifting to maxes. And for generally, we don't do that anyway with young people because their bodies are changing all the time. That the mechanics of the lift change almost every time they do it because their (laughs) body is a different shape, a different size. Their limbs are different lengths. So, um, but we still practice those patterns over and over again. Mm -hmm. We teach them how to jump over and over again and um, those sorts of things. It's definitely more of a physical education sort of thing where you talk about nutrition and we talk like all different kinds of things are sprinkled in and we try to connect the dots as to why we do these things rather than it being a sports performance sort of program because um in my opinion and you might differ a little bit but i don't think kids at these ages like under the ages of uh, you know 17 really have a lot of reason to be in some sort of sport specific training thing. I think anytime we push those those still developing bodies into doing something that they're really trying to push the level of their, their their human performance before their body's ready for that, we're doing more harm than good in the long term. We may not notice it like right now, but um, but then when they're older, and they've been, they haven't had a lot of exposure to well-rounded training and they've pushed into playing competitive softball all the way through adolescence and into high school and to college. And then they're, you know, halfway through their college years and they've torn a shoulder because all they've ever done is like keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, yeah, that's now the rest of their life, their shoulder is going to be messed up. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, anyway, that, that's a soapbox I might not get on. Yeah,
1: physically, but then like emotionally too. If you've invested so much of your life into it and then it ends somewhere, most people don't go on to play professional sports. Yep. And even if yeah. you did, it's going to end somewhere. Mm-hmm. If your entire life is wrapped up in that, if you feel like every adult in your life is pushing you toward that, you may be said no to a lot of things because of that mm-hmm. sport. Um, we have a friend that um, their kid is good enough to play pro ball. Um, but from pretty early on, it was like, I got to work my full-time job, and then I got to go do these fundraisers so that we could send our kid to this sports camp. Yeah. You know, we got to go to these practices. And then we've hired a, a separate coach. It was a lot. It's yeah. a lot for the entire family. So just from a stress standpoint, mm-hmm. to put that kind of pressure on a child.
0: Well, even if they're enjoying <laughs> it, right? Even if they're enjoying yeah. it.
1: There's, at some point, there may be, depending on their personality, but there's going to be some pressure behind that. There's going to be thoughts around like I have to do really well um, at all times yep. you know and then something happens maybe they get hurt they get sidelined they they don't want to do it anywhere but they're scared to tell anyone that's not a great <laughs> that's yeah. not a great place to be when you're at such a young
0: yeah age and part of our job as as parents is, I mean I, at least I feel like part of our job as parents is to have that long term, vision for our kids yeah. and take care of our kids in for for the future. For today, like keeping them safe today, but also like keeping them preparing them and doing the best thing for them for twenty years down the road, thirty years down the road, where they're not in any way even capable of thinking about what their life yeah. is gonna look like thirty years from now. And so without um, bumming them out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about being an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of responsibility <laughs> and doing things you don't want to do. You might have to go to um, a job. Yeah. That sort of stuff. But um, yeah.
1: And then too, I mean, like we see it in here with our adults is maybe they played a sport and then they don't know what to do with their body after that sport. How do I move my body? How do I get my heart rate up? How can I move in a way that I enjoy it? And they've lost that team because they're, you know, no longer in college or whatever. Yeah. So they don't have that community around them. It's not fun anymore. And then they're what, going to go to the gym and get on the treadmill for three hours. Like some people, maybe that's a good time, yeah. but most people know, yeah so then they go from being really active to all of the responsibilities Mm -hmm. of adulthood and nowhere to have that outlet yeah what would you say our percentage
0: I don't know I don't even know what you're gonna ask but the answer is I don't know the percentage percentage. of
1: people in here that you've heard from them I'm here for my mental health
0: uh I I mean depending on the day you could probably get a hundred percent right. (laughs) like some days that's all that's all you can do Oh, but I think I mean I Say that there's a, a good number of people. I don't know if it's a majority, but probably close to a majority of yeah. people have, have have that as part of, um, yeah. what they're
1: either part of percentage of every yeah. time or some days. That's the only reason I'm here.
0: Yeah, because well, I'm going to
1: get these endorphins and I'm going to feel better yeah. from moving my body.
0: Yeah, and we realize that as a, I mean, as a gym, like one of our um first principles is developing good relationships. Just cause, because the having those, those human connections is, is so helpful for our mental health as well. And uh, surrounding yourself with good people. So, um, I think you get back to what you were saying though, sorry, got sidetracked. Um, was this, this idea of like when we get older, I, I mean, myself included, I knew how to play soccer. I knew yeah. how to play basketball, I did not know how to exercise. Yeah. And so when I no longer had that, structure. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. And so that's no place to live as you get older and you lose that support system. Like you were saying, you don't, then you, you realize, okay, I can't, I want to stay healthy as an adult. I don't know how to do that. And that's, I mean, that's why we exist. It's why our gym is here, but, um, just to help people do that. But if you can learn a lot of that as a young person. And, um, we know that our, most of our school systems, like the physical education program is just like it, it's not really a physical education program. They can't do everything that would be necessary and is that even adequate. Um, and that's not the fault of the, the no, teachers or anything. It's just, it's just, the, and, the and just the system. Yeah.
1: It's a large yeah. group of kids and getting them to pay attention. I mean, that's just not going to happen, but yeah. Yeah, like can you start teaching people at a very young age? I mean, the amount of adults I talk to that don't know what a protein is. Yeah. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's not, some people are really more curious than others, right? They try to seek this out. Mm -hmm. um, But I think we're very much in a culture of, I saw this thing on the internet. Mm -hmm. I had this friend that lost 20 pounds by just (laughs) drinking celery juice. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to try that.
0: Let me point you in two directions Mm -hmm. here. Google, Google Scholar and 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 what PubMed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like medical journals and uh, studies that yeah. are published but Not But even the, I not mean Joe blows article on It's the...
1: yeah, it's really there's just so much information out there yeah. or people aren't curious and there is, you know, they're they're not getting any input. So it's both and So imagine that when you're 13, 14, 15 years old where you have your peers saying weird things plus whatever you're consuming on social media or in movies yeah. or whatever. Like there's a lot of pressure to look a certain way. There isn't a lot of pressure to like, I don't know, get some vitamins in your body, you know, <laughs> eat things that are going to fuel you for the day. Like that's not, what, I mean, what it's I, not cool. No one cares. about I that. I fueled <laughs> myself
0: through high school on <laughs> nut nutter butters yes. and uh, Fanta red cream soda. And Eggo waffles. Like that's
1: now, imagine. <laughs> that's not in great. raspberry cream donuts on Sunday. Yeah. Imagine how tall you would have gotten had you no, fed yourself. No. I'm, I'm <laughs> really lost some potential there.
0: I hope not. I don't want to be taller.
1: No. You can't find pants now.
0: Um, it's okay. I don't like wearing them.
1: So yeah, can we at least touch a little bit on that without getting too into the weeds and here's these teenagers trying to count their macros or anything like that. But like, hey, what you eat matters. Mm -hmm. It matters not just for how you look, but how you perform and how you feel. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people can't get to the bottom of squat because they have so much inflammation in their body. Their joints are like, nope. (laughs) Hmm. Mm. Weird.
0: Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah.
1: right? And I think we don't think about those things. We just go, well, if I tried a little harder, yeah. know, well, maybe maybe you got to feed yourself, feel yourself yeah. in a different but, but, way. But I mean,
0: looking at our, our nation and this, the e- epidemic we have of, of obesity and all the corresponding metabolic diseases that are yeah. tied to that, I mean, it's obvious that we are failing at learning how to eat. Yeah. as young people we haven't and, done any better and you and i were in the i mean the same boat we didn't know we didn't learn how to eat properly till we were adults and we we did this well even um, then it's but,
1: still tempting right to oh, know like, yeah oh man you know i got relaxed and i, I just want to lose 20 pounds i know if i cut out a bunch of carbs i can do that but then i also know i'm not going to want to work out because i'm
0: tired. not going to want to work out <laughs> It's not going to be sustainable. You're going to get tired yeah, of cutting bad. out all the carbs, and then you're just going to say give up and eat all the carbs again. And so, yeah, it's learning how to do the things in a sustainable way that um, so you don't have those ebbs and flows of ups and downs. You're just
1: you just show up. You're just good. And sometimes you're like three pounds heavier, and that's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You could maybe just drink some water. Just,
1: just drink more water.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um. I think we, we touched on almost everything. I can't remember everything we t- else we talked about the other day.
1: I had numbers pulled up last time. I want to yeah. say since 2001, 95% increase in type 2 diabetes that's just in, yeah. our, in our kiddos. That's, that's, that's a lot, much. guys. Yeah. For that being an adult onset problem, allegedly, mm. that's, yeah. uh, that's problematic. Yeah. And studies are showing that like the things that play into that go way back in utero (laughs) yeah so it matters how you eat when you're pregnant it matters how you feed your kids from the very beginning
0: yeah yeah and i mean we have kids they're young they're picky they They won't eat they love candy like everybody else yeah um and this isn't a an episode on how to feed your kids um but, no. it, but it's, but just to say that we, we say these things and we also, we understand that it is hard no. it's challenging because we are dealing with the same challenges of how do we get our kids to eat healthy. And, um, so I, I understand the struggle is real.
1: Yeah. And there's a weird balance, right? Like we don't want to make anything such a big deal that it causes maybe an eating disorder no. down the line. Right. Yeah, We are always writing that line. I feel like. No.
0: Um, anything else you want to share about uh, training youth, why it's important, uh, what, what what parents should be watching out for if they're looking for a program for their kids, Any anything?
1: Um, find a human being that's going to work with your kids that treats them with respect and is not forcing them to do things, especially if you have an inside kid. Cause it's hard enough to be there. It's probably taking everything in them to be there. But if they have someone that's like yelling at them to do the thing or kind of jokingly putting them down because they can't do something. And I know this sounds silly, but you see it in sport all the time. You see coaches that are like, come on, <sighs> but not like in a great way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't stick around for every class cause they're not going to love that. But like, Get to know that coach a little bit before you just throw your kid in there and assume they're going to do well in that program.
0: Yeah. That seems pretty good advice. Yeah. You always have good advice. Not always. No. I I appreciate it. All right. I think that's it. Cool. For today. Thank you for being here.
1: Uh, Yeah. Hopefully we said all the things right the second time.
0: Yeah. We said enough things anyway.
1: I can almost Uh, feel my mouth.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you have any other questions about training for youth, um, youth sports, nutrition for uh, like any, any questions, please send them to me. I'll, I'll field the questions. Clayton at TimberandSteelGym.com, <laughs> and maybe it will. It's easier to spell than my name. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Drag uh, Bridget back in here for another episode. Sure. So, all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.